Uh, if you remember last week, we were going to start our own uh, little summer series in this devotional time as we uh, go through the book of Nehemiah. So hopefully you had a chance to read Nehemiah chapter 1 this evening. And you know, hopefully you, know, you can read it a couple of times before we get here. And next week we'll be in chapter 2. So I'll be thankful or be thinking about that as we go throughout the week. Um, but again, um, hopefully you know, we can, we can uh, grow uh, within... As we look at this book, because there is a lot of great lessons here and especially on leadership, especially on you know, staying committed and being strong in the word for the Lord. And I don't think there's any time but now that's more important to read this book and study this book. And so as we kind of go through uh, chapter one, uh, again, not that we're going to have time to read the, the whole text, but uh, in chapter one, let, let's look at the first three verses of Nehemiah chapter one. It reads here, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. Now it happened in the month Chislev in the 20th year while I was in Susa, the capital, that Hanani, one of my brothers, and some men from Judah came, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped and had survived the captivity and about Jerusalem. They said to me, the remnant there is in the, prov- the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. So Nehemiah, he is receiving some pretty bad news. He's receiving some bad news about what's going on in Jerusalem. And because of that, verse 4 tells us that he is going to weep and mourn and fast, and he's going to begin praying. And that's basically the rest of the chapter is this great prayer by Nehemiah. And again, we don't have the time to go through it, but there are a lot of great lessons that we can learn from this prayer. But, you know, thinking about how this can apply to us today, you know, we've just kind of kind of came out of this period of, you know, the COVID-19, you know, this past year and a half. And it's, you know, it's done a lot of damage. We've seen the physical and emotional da- damage that it's done that, you know, we, we've lost loved ones. You know, we've seen uh, strife in this country o- over it. Um, we've seen, people have been isolated. There's been heightened anxiety levels, but also spiritually, we've seen a lot of damage done by, by a, in a sense, you know, the walls have uh, come down. They've been torn down. Um, you know, not just talking about this congregation, but the church at large, you know, speaking to other preachers and elders around the country and kind of hearing where the, what they've been dealing with. You know, there have been, you know, people who have just not come back to the assembly yet. Uh, there, there have been people who have left congregations because they didn't uh, like the, the direction that the elders did, you know, or, or the faithful men of the congregation navigating through a time uh, that, that is uh, uh, unprecedented times and they just didn't. Uh, agree with it. And we've seen ministries and programs within congregations being shut down and really having to restart and start over. And so we've seen a lot of damage done. Again, these walls uh, be tumbling down. But as we see here in Nehemiah chapter one, when he gets this bad news, he's immediately going to act. And again, this is a great lesson on leadership that we can see again that he mourns and weeps and fasts and prays. And then within this prayer, you know, he acknowledges that God is bigger than his problems. In verse five, he says, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God. And verses six and seven, he's he confesses uh, the the sins where they have fallen short. Verses eight through ten, he recalls God's promises. He says, remember, remember what you said to Moses, that if we forsake you, you know, you were going to scatter us among the people. But if we came back to you, if we returned, you would redeem us. 
And Nehemiah says, that's what we want to do. Redeem us. And so when we look at chapter two next week, we're going to see that Nehemiah gets to work. He's going to get to work. And again, we see a lot of correlation here in chapter one with Jerusalem and Nehemiah and also with the church and us today. You know, if there was ever a time for us to study this book, I think it's right now. Again, it's time for us to get back to work. Rebuild those walls. You know, reflect on where we were a year and a half ago, the things that we were doing, the plans that we had. Uh, you know, who's still missing? Let's go and find them. Let's bring them back. What were our plans then? Let's get them back going. Uh, we survived this time. Let's learn from it and move on. Again, let's rebuild those walls. See, when our walls have been torn down, you know, what will we choose to do? Uh, not all of us, you know, will play a role as a leader, but in the least, what we can do is pray, just like Nehemiah did. Pray just like Nehemiah. Study this prayer. Pray, pray that God will raise up great leaders here in Columbia and within the brotherhood uh, that, that we'll get back on track. Pray that we will have the courage and commitment for this great work. Care for God's people. In verses 10 and 11, he tells us that we need to care for God's people. You know, um, recognize that leaders like Nehemiah seek the people's benefit and God's glory rather than themselves. You know, as often we often hear that, that, that people do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so this is a great chapter, a reminder for us that we need to get back to work. We need to uh, build back up those walls. And so this evening, uh, as we offer the invitation, as we do... Um, you're here with us tonight and you need the prayers of this congregation we would love that opportunity to pray for you and to get things right maybe the walls of your life have been tumbling down over the past few months and you need to rebuild them you know this is the time to do it with your brothers and sisters in christ or maybe you're here this evening and you have not put christ on in baptism uh, this is the perfect opportunity wait no longer uh, to to uh, put Christ on in baptism, be added to his his church and to be blessed with the, the life of a Christian uh, with all your brothers and sisters around you. If we can help you in any way, please come forward as we stand and sing.